This episode of the Weekly Regular is brought to you by Asan the DJ. Asan the DJ. Asan the DJ. Asan the DJ. Uh, Asan the DJ is a DJ local to Los Angeles, California, but you can catch him all over these lovely United States and and beyond soon. Beyond, Ooh. like the Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, Asan the DJ and beyond. Yes, Asan the Bed Bath and Beyond DJ. Wow. Uh, you can, uh, Asan, the, D- the DJ is also me. That That's me. Uh, you can catch me, uh, if you want to see me, uh, I don't often pl- uh, spin music, uh, funny enough, I don't often spin music in a space that is enjoyed by the public. <laughs> Usually it's <laughs> private stuff, like uh, either, either it's corporate or it's uh, like a wedding or something. You can't just show up to a random person's wedding. I mean, I guess you could, but you wouldn't be able to enjoy it very long. Because uh, you'd probably be kicked out. But if, if you want to come and, and listen to the slappers that I play uh, in a public setting, uh, then you can come catch me every Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night that I'm in town at uh, Barney's Beanery in Pasadena, California from Th- 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 10 p.m. to 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. 1 a.m. in Pasadena, Pasadena and Barney's. California. Yeah, Barney's Slappers Beanery. only. Slappers only. Just like Goldeneye. Yeah, just like 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 you're running track and you forgot to wear compression shorts, <laughs> slappers only. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a dating website for DJs called slappersonly.com, like farmersonly.com. Oh, it's a, you said it's a dating website. Slappersonly.com. Come 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 come. come, come, come. <laughs> I was planning on going longer on the build. Oh no, Sorry. it's okay. <clears throat> We, it's only uh, it's only a few minutes. Uh, it's only like a, it's only supposed to be a thirty second ad at, up top. We always go longer, but yeah, we're uh, rounding two minutes at this point. All right, well, uh, come check me out at Barney's and 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 buy some beers and stuff. And uh, yeah, Let, other than that, uh, let's get into the show. Uh, let's play those slapping drums. Slap it, Ryan. Not yet, not yet. No, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> right there? Is it right there? No, hold on. It's coming, it's coming. Oh. That's the Coldplay uh, Viva La Vida Diplo Moomba Drum Big Room Refix. Parentheses uh, clean. <laughs> parentheses clean intro. Uh, uh, that's a D, little bit of DJ humor. Uh, if, you're, if you belong to a DJ pool, you'll understand why that's funny. That's about six of you guys out there maybe who get that. <laughs> and that's what we're really here for. We're, we're here to do the comedy. We're here for the six. We're, yeah, we're here for the six. Uh, as Drake would say, we are six gods, as, as Drake would say. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Brandon. Hey, what's up? Uh, not much. How's your week going so far? Um, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you? Uh, would you do last week? Um, oh well. Uh, actually, before we get into the stuff I did this week, which right. I do have several things to talk about. Okay. Because um, I was tar- starting to tell you this Coldplay story, which is why we started with the Coldplay song. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and then we're like, <laughs> oh, let's, let's save it for the podcast. Uh, besides the fact that that's just a great song, uh, "Viva La Vida" by Coldplay. Uh, why don't you tell uh, us, "Viva La Vida Loca" is what you're thinking of. El Pollo Loco. No, L L Cool J is L M F A O is the name of the band. L M N O P is the sequence of letters in the alphabet. ASAP Rocky is his name. Uh, no, Aesop's Fables. 
is what you're thinking of. No, a tables, <laughs> ladders, and chairs match from the WWE is what you're thinking of. No, shoots and ladders <laughs> is what you're thinking of. No, shoop the song by Salt and Peppa is what you're thinking of. It's no, the- shout by the Isley Brothers no, is what you're thinking of. No, s- twist and shout by the Beatles is no, what you're thinking twista of. is what you're thinking of. <laughs> Twista. No, uh, Jamie Foxx is his name. <laughs> He's the one who does the chorus on Slow Jams. Oh, all right, Edward. Okay. <laughs> all right, Eduardo. Um, uh, so my Coldplay story. All right. Uh, uh, right when I graduated high school, right before I went to college. Like so this is like 1980. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, I went to a Coldplay concert and uh-huh. I took my younger brother. Uh, who plays the drums on the intro of, of this podcast. Shout out to Ryan. Uh, what's up, Ryan? Um, RyanShawDrums.com. We're gonna, yes, RyanShawDrums.com. We're going to circle back to him at some point uh, in this episode, and you'll see why. But um, mm-hmm. Is that a threat? Uh, <laughs> no, it's a promise. Mm. Um, I took him to a Coldplay concert uh, as like the cool older brother going to college. And uh, we went. It was just the two of us. Was that a difficult role for you to pull off? <laughs> Had you been preparing was, for it for I a long time? I was trying really hard, yes. Um, <laughs> Some deep method acting for you. <laughs> um, and so I bought him a shirt, and I bought a shirt. And I was like, hell yeah, Coldplay. Because this was... Uh, Viva La Vida wasn't even out yet. This what, year, was, what year was this? This was 2005. Dude, 2005, two white guys in the Pacific Northwest yeah, with Coldplay man. t-shirts. You yeah. guys were you guys were the man. Yeah. Okay, so let me the tell men. you, what, when I was not the man is when I came to college in my Coldplay t-shirt. <laughs> um, I literally was sitting in the in the dorm room uh, with like a bunch of new roommates and someone's like, hey, uh, let's throw a movie on. So they throw on 40-Year-Old Virgin. And there's a line in that movie where he says... <laughs> you know, I know you're gay because you like Coldplay. I believe I was, that was an improvised line. And I was wearing my Coldplay shirt at the time. And I looked down and I was like... Oh, man. And it was 2006, so everyone thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are! You are gay! Being gay is funny! <laughs> and everyone laughed at you. Because yeah. it was 2006. And then I never wore that shirt again. Yeah. I swore off Coldplay. I am done with them. Um, unless, of course, uh, Chris Martin is doing a song with the Chainsmokers. <laughs> Which he has done. <laughs> has he done multiple? Just that one song, I think. Oh, okay. The, which that song is bananas. <laughs> have we ever talked about that on the podcast? <laughs> no, That song podcast. is bananas. Uh the really listen to the verses of that song like it's it really is bananas he's talking about spider-man and <laughs> batman it's, it's it's really crazy it's a crazy song isn't it like it talks about like I the ancient myths it. yeah the first verse is kind of cool you're like oh i i studied books of old should i do my chris martin yes, singing please. impression <laughs> i mean that was pretty much it <laughs> uh, you got to get kind of nasally i studied books of old and nearly zanistis and in spite of now I'm slipping in a Randy Newman. Actually, I would love to hear a. I would love to hear when if Chris Martin were to ever die suddenly. I would love if Randy Newman would you know take how, over. Yeah, would take over and tour with Coldplay. You know how Adam Lambert's doing with uh, Queen. With Queen. Yeah. I would love for Randy Newman to go on tour. With- <laughs> she says she wanna go. She or she gonna? <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want something just like this. 
and he's he's still doing like playing chain the, smokers, <laughs> but it's like, but it, instead of their synths, it's just all played on the upright piano, <laughs> just bang, jam, 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 just like a super loud upright piano, and every song ends with I want something just like this, ooh 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 I love chain smokers. <laughs> Have you? Uh, were you? Oh, a big, were you a Mad TV fan? Um, a little bit. Uh, more, more of an SNL guy. Yeah, clearly. Uh, um, uh, Will Sasso, uh, uh, Hall of Fame, if I will, Mad TV performer, uh, used to do. <laughs> he used to do Randy Newman as a character, and he would be like. <laughs> He'd be like, I remember one of the sketches was like Randy Newman. Randy Newman was like depressed, and he was so he was like writing. Uh, uh, you know how they used to have like CD infomercials back in the nineties, where oh, like yeah. it'd be like, uh, if you call one eight hundred, then one eight hundred. Like almost all, said, the, all the romance hits, or right? They're like, you get this song, this song. They did one for like Randy Newman sings like his emotional ballads. Like these are like fake songs about yeah. him being depressed. But every song, like even though it's all it's all melancholy, he'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> Where I'm gonna go without you in my life? It's like super dark with these minor chords, but every song ends with a. But I know where I'm going. Ended up doom doom. <laughs> Every song ends like with like the little honky tonk ending. It's really funny. It's a great sketch. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, um, <clears throat> we were talking about Coldplay. Coldplay. You, um, you want something just like this? It's just like this. Are Coldplay's fans called scientists? <laughs> I hope so. And they all like walk backwards <laughs> into the show. Into the show. Just <laughs> <laughs> a true scientist, do, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coldplay's fans should definitely be called scientists. Oh, and if you don't get that joke, then you're not a true you're scientist. A true fan. Yeah, you're not a scientist. Uh, and they um. was all yellow. Is that a Coldplay song? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, not they was all yellow, but it was all yellow. Uh, I thought it was they was all yellow. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you're that's telling racist. me you're telling me 2002 Coldplay would say they was all yellow. Well, I thought they were doing like a you know like a British thing like they was all like Cockney, you know. And they also was... yes, that is that it has incredibly racist implications. But I meant yellow as in like the the mood, like you know like like you know you're green I don't think that's green no. with, green with envy. Yellow is like scared. Is it or like or like cowardly? You're yellow. I don't you know? think that's Ye- a, like no. yellow bellied, like from no. the Wild West. Yeah, for you're sure. You're thinking of old yeller is what you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> old yeller. No, I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of uh, Helter Skelter. Is what I'm thinking. Hell's bells is what you're thinking. Of. <laughs> no, rock the bells. The music festival. No, rock you with you. It's a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> Very different. No. uh... Rock, uh, Jingle Bell Rock is what you're thinking of from Mean Girls. <clears throat> I know um, it's not from Mean Girls, but it, jingle, is, it is from Mean Girls. <laughs> jingle Bell Rock from Mean Girls. <laughs> when she kicks the stereo yeah, and it hits the yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good movie. Can we talk about how good that movie is? That movie is it's, so good. It's a crazy good movie. Yeah. For no reason. Like, if you'd have told me, if there, if like I had never seen Mean Girls and you told me, hey, there's a movie, it's from like 2004. And it stars Lindsay Lohan and like a bunch of random people from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And it's one of it. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, 
Tim Meadows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's 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 Lindsay Lohan and a bunch of like featured performers on SNL at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like none of like the main people. Well, that's not fair. Tina Fey was on it. Uh, yeah, she wrote. She it. was in it. Oh, did she? Oh, that's why yeah. it's funny. Yeah, that movie still holds up. Yeah, you know they're doing a musical. Of Mean Girls. Are they really? It's on tour right Starring now. Lindsay Lohan? It's, it's not starring Lindsay Lohan. Because she's 53 uh, years old now. <laughs> Math will do that to you. Yeah. Uh, but um, they like readapted it for a musical. Yeah. I mean, there's enough in there. Yeah. Um, and her husband actually. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. Her, her husband actually wrote all the music for it. Tina Fey's husband? Uh-huh. Who's and her husband? Uh, I forget his name. Tina Fey's husband in this case. <laughs> Chris Martin. <laughs> Randy Newman <laughs> is Tina Fey's husband. <laughs> you know, we just stop, made- <laughs> try, stop trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> Regina George is a fugly slut. <laughs> and that's where we're going to make a fat doom doom. <laughs> Oh, man. A Mean Girls musical written by Randy Newman. That's what I want to see. By Tina Fey's husband, Randy Randy Newman. Newman. (laughs) That's great. It's great stuff. But that is a good movie. (sighs) Yes. Um, Do you also also like Bring It On? Have you ever seen that movie? I've never seen it. Oh, it's good. It's good. There's Bring It On Again. And then what's the third one? Bring It On 3D. The Streets. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, that's Step Up, dude. Come on, man. It's a uh, no. You're thinking of stomp the yard. It's bring it on three. The spy who shagged me. <laughs> Would you say stomp the yard? <laughs> no, instead uh, of step up. The no, streets. stomp the the Broadway musical is what you're thinking of. Stop, stomp, stomp. Like the people with the trash cans on their feet. Oh yeah, man. I remember when that was a thing. <laughs> Do you remember 1998? Huh? <laughs> remember vividly? Yes. <laughs> it was a year before the Matrix, so people who dressed like the Matrix were doing it like not in a cool way. Right. <laughs> they were just weirdos. It was like that, like that video of the people in the like freeway underpass. Oh yeah, the, the cyber goths, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, now you're yeah. talking my language, Wachowskis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh that's oh, funny man where where do we leave off um okay so uh week stuff uh, oh yeah what'd you do this week um i did a couple interesting things actually i had the most la week i've ever had uh uh you didn't do anything uh, no the opposite you got a job as a server at a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 one Uber more time. driver. You drove Uber for a week. Okay, no, not actual LA, but like oh, what gotcha. other people who don't live in LA like would Hollywood assume. Is, yes. Okay, gotcha. What'd you do? Um, I played at Dodger Stadium. Okay. Shortstop. Um, I yeah. I sat in. It was like a little pickup game uh, uh-huh. with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kershaw was there. Other players who I no, forget David their names. David Urshan is who you're thinking of. Do you know no, who that Steve is? Steve Irwin. No, I don't know who that is. <laughs> David Urshan is the villain in The Other Guys. The Will Ferrell. Oh <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, played by Steve Coogan. He's the he's the uh, the head of the Lindell Global uh, oh, yeah. organization. Uh, that's a good movie. You should watch it. Your memory's too good for your own good. Um... Or I, I just can't keep up, is what it is. Yeah, that's, it sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played at Dodger Stadium. It was uh, for a wedding. Okay. Um, uh, Man, base, how, baseball how at a wedding. Um, so I actually looked it up. Um, so they got married on home plate. Mm-hmm. Um, the reception was up in the top deck, mm-hmm. which is where we played. Um, I don't know how much the reception was, but the ceremony itself, mm-hmm. how much would you guess it would cost? 
to get married on home plate at Dodger Stadium? $20,000. Lower. Really? $10,000. Lower. $5,000. Yes. Wow. It's $5,000. That's just for the ceremony. And but what do they provide? Just They just open the door? Yes, All right. Yes, actually. <laughs> we'll see you in two hours. We provided the sound. Uh, I guess they provide chairs because oh, okay. it's the seats. Um, they don't put chairs on the field. They don't let you. They don't let you slap uh, the cha-cha slide over the uh, <laughs> over, over the, the main speakers. over the main PA. <laughs> I wish. No. Um, yeah, we set up speakers. Can you imagine how loud that sound system would be with no one in there? Just, just funky, funky. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's ears are bleeding. Uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Did they put anything up on the screens? No. Oh, no. I'm sure that no. was extra. I think they were also doing like repairs because it's the off season. Did someone play the organ? Uh, no. That the, the, would be cool. That would have been cool to play Here Comes the Bride with like the baseball organ. Oh, yeah. Or just play uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That's the <laughs> one song the guy knows how to play. Okay, so they actually came out to Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That oh, was wow. like the processional. They're both huge baseball fans, oh, okay. which I guess you have to be if you're getting married at home plate. Yeah. Did they um, do their grand entrance to I Love L.A.? Uh, <laughs> by Randy Newman. Yes. Uh, well, no, they didn't do it. I did play it at some point though, because I, I, I know that that's really? like a huge song. Yeah. Them. Did you play "Living on a Prayer"? Um, I didn't play "Living on a that's Prayer." That's a huge Dodger song. Oh. See, I need to know more baseball. Dug, 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 dug. Uh, that's actually my first time at Dodger Stadium. Uh, ever, you, ever in life? Ever in life. Have you been there before? Yeah, I've been to a baseball game or two. <laughs> um, had, my, had my share of Dodger dogs. Oh, they also had Dodger dogs. Of course, you for have to. the uh, like cocktail hour food. And all that only cost them five thousand dollars. Well, no. So the the reception is different. I don't know how much that was. Gotcha. But um, fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> that's how they get you. Yeah, they get you in the door with the five thousand dollars ceremony fee. Yeah. Uh, no, that's um, cool. Well, so I did that. Uh, that was that was fun to play. Uh-huh. Um, and then the next day, I went to Disneyland. Nice. So Dodger Stadium and Disneyland back to back. How was Disneyland? Disneyland was great. Um, had you been to Star Wars Land already? I had not. This was my first time, uh-huh. and I got like a I got like a half experience. So we were given these tickets by someone. Um, and you, know, you gonna name them? Uh, I can name them. Sure, shout them out. Uh, it was David Hughes. He's not gonna. He doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, uh, but he's a lo- like long term family friend. Um, and he was like, hey, we have some extra tickets. As opposed to your short-term family friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, we'd like you to be our family friend for like six months if you can fit in your schedule. <laughs> um, and so we went with uh, my wife and my son and uh, did most of the, like, the kids stuff. He loved Teacups. it. Teacups. He was all about. Dumbo, he was all about. Uh, Dumbo. Oh, I've been on that one. What about um, oh, what's uh, Alice in Wonderland? We didn't go on Alice in Wonderland. Oh, okay. um, we did the carousel. Uh-huh. We did um, the Jungle Cruise. He was all about. Oh, okay. Really? Uh, That's or cool. as it probably should be renamed, the Colonization Cruise at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of problematic. Uh, I, I'm surprised they haven't changed it, and I think that they maybe should when the movie comes out. Yeah, they're probably going to redo that ride when it, the movie comes out, yeah. I would imagine. Um, but anyway, so we walked by Star Wars Land. Uh, and my Thank wife. you for not calling it Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> That's a terrible I, name. Well, I have to take an extra step in my mind to be like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that, it's too cumbersome. Yeah. They they really didn't think that through. No one's going to call it. Hey, can we, can we go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Right. <laughs> Just like no one says, uh, "Hey, can we? Hey, you guys want to watch Solo, a Star Wars story?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You guys want to watch Han Solo? Uh, right, Han Solo. Yeah, the, the Han Solo movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'm so glad it's not the Mandalorian, a Star Wars story. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about that today, too. We are going to talk about but, that today. Uh, so we walked around. Um, it was my first time there. I really, really loved it. Um, Disneyland is sick. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, specifically Star Wars Land. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I was like, this is... they. There's not a whole lot to it, though. Okay, so we did see Chewbacca. That was the character okay. walking around. Frightened my son. Of course. Uh, the rest he, of the he day. He literally is a yeti. The, the rest <laughs> of the day, he was telling us that he was scared of Chewbacca. And I was like, no, I have to reverse this. You cannot have a lifetime fear of Chewbacca. Oh, um, been, that would be that would be so great if he did. That would be so he tragic. He just hates all things Star, Star Wars. <laughs> He's like a huge Star Trek fan. <laughs> uh, He's like, I, I love Spock. <laughs> Um, I hope not, but we did see that, um, I would imagine if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, there's not a whole lot there for you. Um, and there is not a whole lot there. It's right. A lot I was going to say, I'm a Star Wars fan enough to, if, where, if there was a whole lot of like, oh man, this is amazing. Yeah. But no, I just feel like the initial, like when you walk in, it's like, oh man, this feels like I'm at the Mos Eisley spaceport or whatever. Yeah. How you like that pool? Now I'm talking your language, that, Lucas. I mean, uh, that's, it's not the Mos Eisley spaceport, but I know. Uh, I'll, I'll pound it, that. It's, yeah, it's sure. Batu, right? Isn't that the name of the planet? Oh, I don't even know. Oh. It's a, it's a new one specifically anyway. for galaxy's edge yeah anyway it feels like you're in star wars like it feels like you're in a star wars-esque place i just feel like there's not unless you're trying to pay 200 dollars per activity there's not a lot to do in there yeah there's a lot of memorabilia stuff yeah and and gifts and there's things one you can ride build. and it is a cool ride, the ride but was it, really it's cool. glorified star tours <laughs> is star tours where you get to push buttons right and you're the coolest part for me, cockpit. the coolest part for me was not even just the cockpit, the walking, but the walking. Ship. Yes. Yeah, that is cool. Because I've like cool. dreamt of that since I was you a kid. You see all the Kemper profilers in there? <laughs> <laughs> One of the best jokes I've ever made on Instagram. Oh, man. That's, that's really a good. That's a good joke. Um, only musicians will understand. Uh, yeah. And musicians and also musicians who have been to Star Wars Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. So it's uh, <laughs> Slim Again, Pickens. Make it, make it a joke for the six. So you, Ryan Shaw, maybe Dave B. Drummer, <laughs> maybe Aaron Aiken if he gets around to listen to this he doesn't listen to this no podcast. nathan bowler nathan, nathan bowler. bowler will understand yeah. i don't although i don't think he's ever seen uh galaxy's edge in, in excuse me star wars land in person oh he's living okay. in like uganda or something right now oh yeah he moved somewhere he's in italy uh, I don't know why italy said, yeah i don't know why I uganda, uganda. <laughs> this very different from italy but okay um, um the coolest thing for me was seeing was walking through the millennium falcon and then seeing the millennium falcon because that's like the coolest ship I can't it's remember how so it's set up. Are cool you actually in a like a a Millennium Falcon, or is it like you're in a room that looks like the Millennium Falcon? Does that make sense? You're in. Are you in like a ship thing, or no? You're in a cockpit. Yeah. No. No. You I mean you mean getting into it? I mean like what the actual ride is? It housed in an actual Millennium Falcon like body, or is it just like a room in? Well, a, you don't see the body, right? And so I'm assuming it's like trickery in that way. Gotcha. Because they also have a ton of people to get through, so I'm <laughs> sure they have like a dozen of these cockpit rides ready oh, to go, yeah. and they just route you through to to different ones. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but it was close enough for me. I was, mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah, no, cool. it's good. Um. Yeah, so I was... They're, they're building a second ride right now, yes. I believe. But yeah, you are right. There's uh, there's not a whole lot. It's like like you once can, you've you been on the be ride there. and you've seen the market, you're like, oh, what else is there? Oh, oh, that's it? Right. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. see you later. So I'm excited for them to build more stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just not a lot of space over there. Yeah. They, yeah, there's not. They're, oh, they're, pun not intended. <laughs> they are running out of uh, space in the park. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. <coughs> Disneyland? Um, Great. But yeah, uh, that's what I did this week. What did you do this week? Oh, man. What did I do this week? Um, not a busy week, man. Um, let me see. What did I do? Uh, I had a couple improv shows this week. Oh, yes. And I was at one of them. Yeah, Humdinger, our, our, and in one of our them. indie team had a show. It was very interesting. Fun show. Um, what else did I do? Um, went to therapy. Great. Therapy's great. Shout out to mental health. Shout out to mental health. Um, that was, I mean, that's really it. Uh, that's really it. Did you do anything for Veterans Day? Was Veterans Day this week? Yeah, it was Monday the 11th, right? That wasn't this week. I mean, that was was last week. Last week. And no, but that's also (laughs) my brother's birthday. Oh, he's born on Uh, Veterans Day. So he gets his birthday off every year. That's cool. Um, Although I forgot to tell him happy birthday until two days later. Oh, this is Kendon's birthday? No, this is Ryan. Oh, right. Well, he, what do you mean he's the day off? He doesn't have a real job. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) But I mean, like in school, all growing up, I was really jealous. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, okay. Ryan yeah. Shaw. Happy birthday to Ryan Shaw. He's like 22 now. Uh, he, oh my gosh. How old is he? What, year, what year is it? He's 25 it's now. It's 2019. He's 25. That's weird. My baby brother's 25. Um, I can tell you what I've been doing a lot this week of. I actually, <clears throat> um, I've been playing a lot of video games. Oh, yes. We're going to keep it in the Star Wars uh Okay, we can start world. there. Uh, uh, I got the new, uh, uh or actually, actually, make, make the Star Wars the last thing and then we'll, uh, I'll talk about the Mandalorian after that. Okay. Um, well, the first game I've been playing, uh, a, oh man, it's called Death Stranding. Yes. Have you heard about this game? No, you mentioned it last week. I've seen a couple like images of it. So Death Stranding is, uh, uh, so you played Metal Gear Solid growing up, right? Of no. the video game series? No. Okay. Uh, okay, maybe let's start with Metal Gear Solid. No, it's okay. You don't need to know. Well, yeah. So Metal Gear Solid <laughs> is a is a video game franchise created by this dude named Hideo Kojima, and it's like a big, vast video game franchise. Hidalgo is what you're thinking. Hidalgo. Um, um, no, it's the movie Sahara. Is what you're thinking of. Um, but this Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> no, Peter Parker, Spider Man. Is what you're thinking of. Um, Tinker Take Tinker Taylor Soldier Spies. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> You, the movie Universal Soldier is what you're thinking of. Um, so, uh, so Soldier, the um, Destiny's Child. No, small continue. soldiers is what you're thinking. It's of. a small world is what you're thinking of. Back to <laughs> Disneyland. Back to your video game. Go. No, back to life. Back to reality is the song you're thinking of. Back to the future. Part two is what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, uh, you're thinking of. <laughs> you're thinking of. Um, uh, what was it? The call back from earlier. <laughs> oh man, Which I can't one? remember. <laughs> uh, we made up a, a weird sequel, a weird sequel earlier. Uh, with Randy Newman. Oh, <laughs> bring it on to. Uh, uh, what bring was it on it? to. Uh, no, bring it on 3D the streets. <laughs> yeah, bring it on 3D the streets is what you're thinking of. Uh, Edward, 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 Edward. All right. So anyway. Uh, Hideo Kojima creates this, this video game franchise called Metal Gear, uh, and the biggest game was Metal Gear Solid. It came out like 97 or 98, and basically it's big, been a big hit staple franchise for PlayStation for years. Mm-hmm. Like the, the games do really, really well. 
They sell uh, a bunch of money. It's like another Crash Bandicoot, basically. (laughs) All right. So these games are like these like kind of near future kind of espionage military games. Uh, But they always have these weird kind of like (laughs) Japanese kind of supernatural elements. But they've always been kind of tamed for like American audiences somewhat. Some Uh of them are kind of crazy. So he he makes he he makes a he makes a um, Metal Gear Solid game that was for the late for the new generation consoles for PlayStation Four called uh, Metal Gear Solid. The last one was called The Phantom Pain, and it's an amazing game. Right, it's a great game. Then he disappears for a little while. They keep they've they they keep saying that there's a movie in development for Metal Gear, whatever. It's this huge beloved franchise, beloved by a lot of uh, video game players from around the world. He announces a few years ago he has this game in development called Death Stranding, and and this guy's kind of like a Christopher Nolan of video games, mm. where his his games are always really st- slick and stylized, and everyone always super looks forward to them. And this was the first game he's done that wasn't Metal Gear Solid uh, related in a long time, so everyone's really looking forward to this game. And it star it was released at it, or it was um, uh, revealed that it stars uh, the guy from Walking Dead. I oh. forget the dude's name, the main guy. Andrew something, the white guy? No, the guy with like the kind of the stringy hair and like the... The, the sheriff guy? No, the other guy. The guy who oh. looks kind of like a, you know, that, that the guy. The guy who's in also in Boondock Saints? Maybe. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe. Let me show you the picture of the guy. Uh, he's in um, Walking Dead too. Didn't I say Walking Dead? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's in Walking Dead. Uh, okay. This guy. Hold on. No, let me show you. I'm just trying to fill the, fill the dead air. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Okay. So he's he's like the lead character in the game, and it looks like future, and we can't really tell what's going on, right? <clears throat> this game, Brandon, is bonkers. Like it in is, a good way or in a bad way? I don't know yet. Oh. It's crazy, though. It's just, At its core, it's a walking simulator. <laughs> okay. And I know that sounds boring, and it can be. So, so... The game, let me just... Meaning you're just walking around. Yes. So let me set the scene for you. It's um, it's maybe 100 years in the future, right? Okay. Um, there's been a global catastrophe called the Death Stranding. Okay. The Death Stranding was this event where the worlds of the living and the worlds of the dead met. It was a war of the worlds, if you will. No, not a war. It wasn't a war. It was just a cataclysmic okay. event okay. where the, 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 the fabric between the world of the living and the world of the dead started to tear. And now the world of the dead. So we've always thought that the world of the dead or like the afterlife was like the supernatural Dia thing. De Los Muertos is what you're thinking of. But continue. <laughs> we always thought that uh, the movie Coco is what you're thinking of. Uh, we always thought that the afterlife was a supernatural thing, but it, it's actually a scientific thing. We just didn't have a frame of reference for it beforehand. Oh. So, but what we figured out is that the afterlife messes with space and time. So... As the afterlife starts to bleed in, it starts to mess with time. So there's this event that happens every once in a while. Like it's it's like perpetually raining now in this universe, uh, or on this earth. And um, instead of like regular rain, it's called time fall. And the drops of water like af- like affect the time of the things that they hit, and they cause them to age. And there's all this going on. There's these monsters that come over from the 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 dark side, if you will, from the 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 dead side, called BTS. I don't know what that stands for yet. Um, and because of that, people live underground in these like giant bunkers and underground cities. And they have these people that are called porters, which is what your character is, who volunteer to or work. They're not volunteer. They're paid. They're mercenaries, basically, who get paid to take 
shipments from one town to the other and they're willing to brave the elements and like the mm-hmm. creatures and stuff <clears throat> and what makes your guy so special is that um there's they've discovered that there are these people called repatriates or repatriates who are able to navigate the world of the dead so when you die you're able to like navigate your way back to your body um wow. and so that's what makes your guy special and and it just keeps it gets weirder and weirder so there's this like <laughs> there is uh, we discovered this element called, I think it's called Kyrillium, which is like the the element that makes up the the, the world of the dead. And we didn't it, know it existed before because we had no way to access it. But it, it's like a miracle molecule. It does everything, right? Um, it's like unobtainium from Avatar. Okay. Um, we've discovered that when babies are in the womb, after they're developed, but before they're born, are able, to, they have equal access to the world of living and the world of the dead. So we're able to pump this molecule from babies that are not born yet. And so what they so do DMT basically is okay. what is what it is. So what they're able to do is they take babies before they're born and they put them in these like pods that keep them in that state. And then you carry them around on a suit and then you plug an IV into that thing. And it like does an intravenous drip of that chemical or whatever and it allows you to see the world of the dead so like you can navigate the monsters and stuff like that and it but at its core it's literally a game where like most of what you're doing is like okay you got this shipment of you know uh however many kilos of this and however many kilos of that however many what's the cause of that you got to figure out how to get it from here to there using you know you can clip stuff to your suit and you got this really advanced backpack you have weapons kind of you you're not a soldier you're just a a, so you got like these little grenades that you can throw but like you're not you're not it's not an action game it's like a and so it sounds tedious and kind of boring and it kind of is sometimes but it is um Part of the what makes it fun is like you really feel like you are this guy and just kind of living his daily routine. Yeah, and that is kind of fun in and of itself. Like you have to use the bathroom, like you like you have to do stuff like that. Is like this you, for PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. You gotta get I, it because I have my brother's PlayStation, and mm-hmm. everything you just described, you are extremely talking my language, <laughs> Luda. <laughs> You're talking my language, Kojima. <laughs> uh, no, it is like you have to use the bathroom, you got to shower, like, or it affects your like the way you carry stuff, and like you gotta like you gotta really plan your course because like there's terrain, uh, like mapping the terrain and figuring out how you're gonna how you're gonna traverse it is like a big part of the game. So like if if you know you got to cross a river chances are because it's always raining it's going to be really deep in the middle and your stuff can get washed away so you know okay well i got to bring a ladder to cross this river but i got to figure out how many ladders i can take while still carrying my cargo without being like super off balance because then i'll walk weird and while carrying your baby so you can navigate the the interdimensional monsters yeah it's crazy man and and to top it off because it's online uh there's like uh you don't really have any a lot of interactions with other characters online, but you can like the world is populated by the stuff that they've built. Cause you can build structures, like you can build a bridge or you can like build ladders and people can leave that stuff around. So you don't have to, so you can carry less stuff like on it's, it's, it's an interesting game. That's cool. <clears throat> I think you should get it. Cause it, it is, it's a game. You can't just like, Hey, let me borrow that for two days. Like, no, it's a game you got to kind of live with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's so cool. yeah, I think All you should right. get it, but yeah, it's a crazy game. Uh, and there's a lot of like product placement in it. Like you, 
a lot of weird product placement. Like, like, so when you go to use the bathroom in like your little room or whatever, when you sit down to like poop, like a like a curtain comes up, and then it's like an advertisement for The Walking Dead. What? <laughs> yeah. And then like, I was expecting a Charmin ad. No. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And then like the 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 one thing that you can drink that replenishes your health is Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's like weird product placement throughout just because like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know what the decision for that was, but well, probably money. Yeah, well, probably. yeah, money, but $20 million. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Wow. And it's a crazy well, that's game. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that, that sounds really cool. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, um, sure. uh, How do you like Jedi Fallen Order? I like it a lot. Uh, it is, uh, I would say it's really slow at the top of the beginning of the game. It's like. It's very slow, uh, but it get it pick when it picks up and you like. It's like bullet time from the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, when it picks up, it gets really good. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a good game. It uh, <clears throat> it feels very much like Star Wars. Um, you're playing as a a not necessarily a young Padawan. You're playing a Padawan with experience. He's not actually not even a Padawan. He's like a full fledged Jedi. But there was. At the end of the Clone Wars, there was some kind of something that happened where he got cut off from the Force, and so he's like reestablishing his connection or whatever. I was gonna say when, what era does this take place? This takes Sorry. place like I want to say it's like t- like six years after the Clone War, Clone Wars, or ten years after the Clone Wars, something like that. Okay, so like just after the Clone Wars, they talk about that a lot in the game. Like, gotcha. oh, this is leftover wreckage from the Clone Wars. So that kind of stuff. Um, so it takes place just long enough for vines to grow over uh, wreckage from the Clone Wars. So about gotcha. 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you're, you start off on like a um, like a big like starship um, like uh, wreck yard where like you're okay. like a scrapper. And then, uh, you know, but you don't want people to know that you're a Jedi and. There's like this order, uh, like the Je- the Fallen Order refers to the Jedi Order because yeah. everyone thinks Jedi's are dead at this point. Right. Um, but the bad guys are the they're called uh, the Sisters or something like that, like the Second Sisters or something like that. Scissors Sisters. Is no, Sister Sister is what you're thinking of <laughs> with Tia Tamara Mari. Um, and they're basically like you know the dark. They're force users. They're, they're not. They don't. They don't no, say Sith. Sith. Yeah. They don't say Sith. They're not Sithsters. They're not Sithsters. They're sisters. But they, it's basically a Sith. I mean, they look like Sith. They, they have red lightsabers. They have red lightsabers. They got the lightning bolt fingers. Lightning. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. But they they were black. Coming. You know, when the boss hits, that's coming. Yeah. Um. It's a good game. Um. You leave like a ragtag crew. Uh. And basically, what you're doing is um, your your Jedi Master who was was killed and like before the game starts. Who's the Jedi Master? Do they name him? Yeah, I don't know his name. He has like some made up Star Wars name, like Joron Kallo or something like that. You know what I mean? Like some kind of weird Star Wars no, name. Joe Rogan is who you're thinking of. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Happy Hogan is what you're thinking of. Uh, Happy by Pharrell is what you're thinking. No, Happy of. Gilmore is what you're thinking of. Um, no, Gilmore Girls is what you're thinking of. Um, no, Uptown Girl is what no, you're thinking up of. Up is what you're thinking of the Pixar movie. <laughs> no, Inside Out, the Pixar movie, is what you're thinking <laughs> of. Um, <laughs> uh, jump Around is what you're thinking of. Jump Around. Um, no, Jump, the song by, uh, who's that? Who's that? Chris, Chris Cross. 
Oh, no, Jump by Van Halen is what you're thinking oh, okay. of. <laughs> oh, is that song called Jump? Yeah. Oh, I know that's what that was called. Yeah. Um, Van Halen. White jump, people stuff. Jump by Van Halen. No, white people can't jump. Or, excuse me, white <laughs> men can't jump is what you're thinking of. Um, no, black Klansmen is what you're thinking of. Uh, black Klansman. Um, no, Black Dynamite is the movie you're thinking of. No, My Name is Dolomite is what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, Hi, My Name is by <laughs> Eminem is what you're thinking of. Um, <laughs> no, Say My Name by Destiny's Child is what you're thinking of. Uh, no, the song Girls Love Beyonce by Drake is what you're thinking of. Uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. No, Time After Time by Cyndi Lauper is what you're thinking of. Um, it's one of my favorite songs. No. I'm gonna go back in time. From uh, Back to the Future. No, Back to Life. Again, Back to Reality <laughs> is the song you're thinking of. I keep telling you. No, uh, Step Up 3D The Streets is what you're thinking of. <laughs> All right, Edward. Edward. Um, uh, let's talk about The Mandalorian. <clears throat> Hold on, man. Can I finish my? Uh, yeah, I, thought you, I thought you were done. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Continue. No, you lead a ragtag group. The coolest element of the game to me, and this is going to be a small um, d- detail, and most people are going to be like, "That's stupid," but I think it's I think it's cool. Um, the mechanism. So basically, you're on a journey to like find these clues that like a fallen Jedi master has left for you, or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have to go from planet to planet. There's like five planets you go in between. Um, I don't think any of them actually. No, actually, I think uh, the, most of them are from the movies. Uh, maybe a couple of them are made up, but well, not they're all made up, but a couple of them aren't <laughs> canon with the movies. Um, like, you have to go to uh, Kashmik. Uh, Kashik? Kashik. Yeah, that's the Wookiee planet. Yeah, that's oh. where the Wookiees are. Now you're talking uh, my language, Chewie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you have to go to uh, Dorthamir, Dathomir. Dathomir. It's the, there's it. a bunch of uh, Darth Mauls there, so I'm assuming that's the planet. Oh, from. okay, interesting. Um, Dathomir, because they, they they all look like Darth Mauls. Yeah, the guys. Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> name of the planet. Like. Darth Maul. Um, yeah, there's other planets uh, you go to, but the coolest like mechanic thing for me is like you travel between planets in real quote unquote real time. Um, instead of like, let's go to this planet. All right, cue loading screen. It's like um, you're on the ship and there's like a, you know, like the hollow, not the holodeck, but like the hollow table thing, like mm-hmm. the hologram table where you map out your course. So when you pick the planet in, instead of like a loading screen, your loading screen is the ship going into hyperspeed. That's cool. So it's like you, you pick the planet and the pilot's like, all right, is this guy named Grease. He's like a, like a Danny, Danny DeVito type guy, like a little short guy, whatever. And he's like, he's got a, he's got Moxie, you know, <laughs> he goes, all right, you want to go to death Mia? That's where we're going. Now I'm doing, uh, I'm doing rocket raccoon <laughs> from, uh, but he's kind of a rocket raccoon yeah. kind of guy. He's like, uh, yeah, we're going to death Mia. And then like, you can like, you're still, even while the, it's all this is happening, you can move around the ship. So it doesn't feel oh, like a loading cool. screen. It's kind of cool. Like you can go that's do cool. what you need to do in your room, but whatever. But you go, if you go to the cockpit for like the entire flight. So you, like you, you pick the location, you go to the cockpit and you're just kind of watching and it like the ship takes off and they're still talking like, you know, the characters still interacting with you and stuff and they're just flying a ship 
and it goes up and then it like takes off a little bit and it's like you're in space and then uh, you take off in a hyperspace and you can tell that's like where it's loading even though you can still move around you can tell like that's where it's loading the next yeah. uh, thing and then <clears throat> the way they the way the way they get out of the loading screen or when it's done loading it says um like the pilot guy would be like, all right, come take your seat so we can land. And that's how, you know, like it's kind of done loading and you go sit in your seat and then you exit hyperspace and there's, you're in front of a new planet. So it's like, it that's feels clever. like, yeah, it yeah. feels like you're flying from planet to planet. And that to me, the same reason, the same way, like when you play Spider-Man, like, like the Spider-Man video game is like, I just want to swing through the city. Like all there, this yeah. other stuff is cool. Like it feels like you're in Star Wars to just get in a ship and go to another planet. Yeah. Um, even though the the journey's compressed, like it doesn't take. That's, that's cool though. Yeah, it is cool. It's a cool yeah, mechanic. That's, that's that's clever. But anyway, it's a good game. You should check it out. You love Star Wars. You'll like it. Uh, I'm about halfway through it right now. It's a good okay. game. Yeah. Cool. I, I I got two games to check out. Shoot. Um. Uh. Have you watched The Mandalorian? I have. I've seen episode one and two. The third episode will probably be out by the time this airs, but yes. we haven't seen it yet. We've seen the first and second episode. Yes. All right. Uh, what are your reactions? Let's talk about the first episode first. Yes. Um, my reactions. Let me pull up my notes here. Oh, you got notes. I got notes. I don't have. Oh, this is it. Uh, <laughs> if you already like Star Wars, you'll like it. If you if not, you won't. I liked it a lot. That's my really? notes. Yeah. That's funny. I, I disagree. I think this show is like the least or at least the oh, let me let me say this. The first episode to me is the least Star Warsy thing I've ever seen, I think. Yeah, because it's very I mean it's a it's a whole other corner of the galaxy yeah, that it, we haven't it, really seen before. Yeah, and they're clearly do trying to do a western, like they're doing yes. and it plays by a lot of the western rules. So like if you've never seen Star Wars, I actually think this show might be a good place to start because it doesn't even though there's a lot of deep cut star wars stuff in it like to be found you don't have to know that stuff to enjoy the show you can kind of just watch this guy's journey as like a you know like Mm -hmm. a guy in space yeah Um, speaking of western the the opening scene is straight out of a western uh, is, what was the opening scene? Exactly. Remind me. I haven't watched. He like it. walks into the cantina. Oh yeah, he walks into the the OK Corral. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As a callback from yeah. our show recently. <laughs> and the guy, uh, he's like talking to him, and, and everybody he's, like, knows who he is, yes. but like nobody, he doesn't know who they are. Like yeah. And that's... the guy's like pushing his buttons, and then he like slides him a drink, and then he like catches it, and then a, a fight breaks out, yeah. and... cuts a guy in half with an automatic door. Yeah, like in most but westerns, by pulling him in with his little his lasso. Like, he basically is space lasso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Um, yeah, no. The first, I think this is good. I think if you don't like Star Wars, you'll still like it. Um, I think it. Um, if you don't like, if you don't like westerns, you might not like this first episode. Like if 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 the if a western, if you're not a fan of like really. Um, See, I was going to say it's like slow paced, but I don't think it is. I think because the first episode is only 38 minutes. Second episode is 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very slow paced. It just is like there's not a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of um, and the main character is wearing a bucket on his head. Right. So there's not a there's lot no of emotion. <laughs> yeah. So if like you're looking for like Star Wars to be this like fun jaunt of a ride, like you're not you're not necessarily going to enjoy this. But uh, I thought the first episode was strong um, to me. The second episode, we can get into that, is more effective. Um, I think the first episode, the tone, I don't feel like they captured the tone in the first episode. I feel like the first episode is 
is taken more seriously than the rest of than at least episode two is and what i would think the rest of the show is going to be yeah like the first episode i get it they're trying to show like one they're trying to do an homage to westerns and two like they want to show how badass this guy is but like the tone is just kind of like he cuts a guy in half like come on man like that's not what the rest of the show is going to be and it's clear uh well i think what they're uh, I, I agree, but because he's not what this ruthless like, because right. that's the thing. Like, if he was going to be this like ruthless, if the arc of this guy was going to be, oh, I'm this ruthless, you know, kind of heartless mercenary, but I learned to be more compassionate and, and reasonable throughout the show, then that's one thing. But I think I think it's he's already there. Like, he's already has a soul and a conscience, and is not just right. going to murder mercilessly murder things. Well, I mean. Uh... I, I don't think he's like that far on the end of like uh, ruthless, but he's, I mean, he's like freezing people in carbonite. He's, uh, a that doesn't very, kill you though, right? No. Okay. But, but he's a very, um, like no nonsense. I just got to do my job. Mm-hmm. I'm, I got to bring this person from point A to point B as a bounty hunter. Um, and then, uh, the, you know, a wrench gets thrown in the whole thing with the person that he has to bring back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're gonna see the that play out over the the whole series. Yeah, see, so that that's so my 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 only worry for the show because going getting into the second episode, I mean, we're just gonna we're gonna spoil it. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you don't want spoilers, fast forward like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, maybe ten minutes to be safe. Um, Spoiler, he finds a baby, like, Yoda creature. Yeah. And it's not Yoda proper, right? No, it's not actual Yoda. Yeah, it's a, it's a Yoda, like a Yoda creature. He find, That's, like, his target, who they say is, like, it's 50 years old, but in Yoda time, it's, like, still a baby. Mm-hmm. And so now... Which I thought was a nice touch, because Yoda, when he dies in Return of the Jedi, he's, like, 900. Gotcha. So, um, so yeah, that's the, that's the catch, is, like, his, the, his target, he has to bring back... Um, is a baby and you know he the 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 galaxy is no place for a baby and that's the kind of like the the what the this is going to be so my only concern though is like i don't know if they've given him enough room to grow as a character mm-hmm. uh for a show that's for a show that's supposed to last 10 episodes i'm assuming maybe eight mm-hmm. however long they're going to do it because uh, they're doing like $20 million an episode. Um, I just feel like he's already, or at least, and, and and this may not be the story that they're telling, but if they're telling the story of like a guy who is very kind of a hard ass and has to learn to care for others and stuff like that by having to take care of this child or whatever, I don't know if they've given him enough like space and like headroom to get there because he's kind of there already. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's not overly mean. Like he doesn't. He doesn't because he could have just murdered all those Jawas right. and taken his stuff back. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some Jawas steal the parts from his ship, and he like really goes out of his way to like bargain with them and like risks his own life to like steal an egg from a giant rhino to give to them when he could have just killed them all and yeah, taken his yeah, yeah. and taken his stuff back. So I don't. And he uh, he clearly cares about the kid, like clearly, like it's yes, it, yeah. so. I don't I don't know because <clears throat> if that's the story they're telling about the, the the hard ass who learns to be nice, if that it might not be as compelling as it could have been if they would have given him like more of a harder edge and less, you know, more difficult for him to come around. Right. What I hope they're telling 
Mm-hmm. This is my hope, and it, so it's probably not going to be it. And but it's different from the hope you had before. So this technically is a new hope. It is for you. a new yeah. hope. Yes. Gotcha. Um, uh, it's kind of a, a a forceful awakening, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. you're like a mercenary, yep. and you're just hired by someone to yep. do whatever. You don't have a vested interest in either side. You're just whoever's paying you. You're going to do the thing. Right. So he's not necessarily playing uh, the game of good versus evil or uh, Jedi versus the Empire, rebellion versus Empire. Yeah. um, Jedi versus Sith. He's not like in that game at all. And where this movie is set, it's set shortly after Return of the Jedi, which is um, the Empire and the the Emperor is dead. Vader is dead. The Empire has fallen. And at the beginning uh, Werner Herzog says uh, he like gives him the do the voice, the steel. <laughs> I I I can't. I'm I'm gonna be nowhere near it. Uh, what is the line that he's saying? Uh, like what is he? What does he give him? What does he say to him? The the Beskar steel. What is he? Oh, <laughs> here, here, take this as payment. It's the Beskar. <laughs> it's the Beskar steel for your for your armor. Because you're it's a man, Arnold a little bit. Because you're but. a Mandalorian, it's it's the Beskar armor. Take it; it's for you. He sounds like Zane Lowe now. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, Zane Lowe sounds like. Zane- <laughs> no, this is Zane Lowe. Look, mate. Look, understand. You are you are a genius. You are. <laughs> I love your clothes. I love your shoes. I love I love the music. But what is Kanye? When he's at home with Kim, tell me about that. That's Zane Lowe. What is the best gospel? Zane Lowe only talks to Kanye. <laughs> so in his in his review of Star Wars, he's talking to Kanye about it. Kanye's like, "What? I, I don't." Uh, what? He's like, "Look, look, mate, look, mate. You are a genius, but I want to know what are what are your opinions." About the Beskar armor from the Mandalorian. <laughs> Kanye's like, well, ah, uh, ah. <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro. Um, so what I'm, what I'm seeing and what I hope they continue is, uh, it looks like, cause they, he was wearing, uh, a Werner Herzog was wearing a, like an empire medallion mm-hmm. and the empire is no more. So they apparently are like holdouts. Who are like underground oh. um and so what i'm hoping is he's saying like oh we need you we need you to go get this person this person being uh baby yoda and it's not actual yoda but it, uh, this is a very force powerful uh creature yep. and they know that yoda was uh, a jedi master and whatever so they're trying to, to raise this one to be a bad guy. Yes, or they or they they either are trying to raise this one to be bad, or they want to kill him. I would. I think they would have just had him kill him. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Although they, he, they, he did say like we will accept. Uh, right, because if, if he's not going to fight for us, we'll have he, he can be dead too. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. So what I think is interesting, and I hope they continue this, is the Mandalorian being not being motivated only by money, and he's like, I don't care about your guys' fight. Then it's a baby, and now he's like having to take care of it. I feel like he's going to be conflicted bringing this thing back and being like, here you go. To fight their whatever war. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he's going to be like, well, what are you going to do with this now? Now he is in the game of Empire yeah, versus that's, Rebellion. That's definitely the story they're telling. Uh, yeah. Um, so I like I'm, it. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm excited for it. It is weird seeing a Star Wars live action show. It's taking some getting used to. Also, the format, I but. hate the fact that they didn't just release all the episodes. I actually really like it. No, me and your brother disagree on this. Uh, no, I'm with I'm with my brother. I think more shows should be uh, weekly like that. No, I disagree because I like let me set my own pace. Like I'm not a binge person. Like I won't sit down and watch ten shows in a row. But like if I want to watch two in one sitting, I wish I was able to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Especially um, because the episodes well, aren't even long. Like the episodes right, are right, like right. thirty minutes long. So it's like, oh, that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but what they get out of it is they get a little more cultural relevancy for longer. And, and I know that's the Disney's motivation. And then also you well, have to be a subscriber no, longer. I was going to say Disney's motivation yes. is that you now have to subscribe through January right. <laughs> in order to watch The Mandalorian. That's their um And that's it's also leading up to the final movie, uh, Rise of Skywalker. But um, uh, I don't know. I like being able to look forward to it every week. You know, you could do that without the delay but i also have have like this one i also like going on like twitter and seeing everyone's reactions and like we're all in it together and i feel like you don't get that with like stranger things is out you have like a week and if you didn't watch it in the week which i didn't that's it it's gotta keep up gotta keep up bro exactly and i can't listen to the kids bro bro um anyway uh that's mandalorian um yeah I like that. I'm mm-hmm. into it. Um, should we talk about trying to see where we should go? How long we go? How long have we gone so far? Uh, we're just short of an hour. Oh, okay. We got some time. Um, let's see. Um, should we talk about uh, Kanye at at uh, Lakewood? We talked about it a little bit before it happened. You have more more thoughts. I do have more thoughts. Okay, because I, to be honest, I only watched the performance. I okay. haven't watched the interview yet. Okay. I plan to watch it, but I did I watch saw, it. I saw clips of both. Yeah, the performance kinda... is really long. I saw like maybe an hour and a half of it. And I think it was like three hours, but or two and a half or something. That's like crazy. That. But I watched like an hour, a solid hour and a half of it. Wow. It's good. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, so after our conversation last week. Um, I was like, you know what? I need to, uh, uh, for the podcast, yeah. do it for the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listened to some Joel Osteen. Yeah, man. Um, what do you think? So wait, what did you listen just on his, I, on his on YouTube or on his podcast? Yeah. Um, I listened to like half of a, a sermon. Okay. Actually, hey, it was can, as I was leaving. Can I tell you something? Huh? That means a lot. And oh, not, good. not because I'm such a huge Joel Osteen fan. It has nothing to do with that. I just appreciate that you would, um, even if it was, if you were motivated by the podcast, I appreciate you creating the bandwidth uh, or dedicating some of your brain bandwidth to uh, entertain something that uh, I find at least a little bit valuable. Well, so. it's, I'm going to get uh, serious. It's partial for the podcast uh, so that we can talk about it. But then also, uh, we talked about this last week. It's mind, it was very mind boggling for me uh, for you to tell me that you like Joel Osteen. Yeah. And uh, you were trying to figure out why. Yes. And so for you uh, being someone that I care about. Oh, thanks. dude. Uh, I'm trying to like make sense of it. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, I listened to like half a thing. Yeah. Uh, 
it's fine. I, I guess yeah, I, right? it's not uh it's not as crazy or or uh horrible as I thought. No, he he, he trust me, he would not have a hundred thousand people sitting in that arena every week if what he was saying was crazy. Yeah. It just it just doesn't work like that. Um, well, Donald Trump can do that, but he's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> um uh I thought it was a little goofy. And yes, it, and it was not for me. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> right. but did you like? Uh, did you like the the joke that he he started off with? What what, what was the joke that he started off with? Uh, he always starts. With, he was like, <laughs> I like to I like to start with something light. <laughs> no, something funny. He so, says it I every start with time. Funny. I, so uh, I like to start. <laughs> here, here's what it was. <laughs> I like to start with something funny, and uh, and he goes right into it. I like to start with something funny. Um, so uh, up in heaven, right? There was uh, all the all the men were there, and uh, uh, God said, "Okay, I want to put you in two lines. One line is for those of you who those of you men who were the the head of the household, and you you, you led your woman. And then uh, the rest of you is for the the other line is for those of you who uh, who let the woman run the household. And so they all get in the lines, and uh, there's like uh, 500 miles long is the the one with the women ran the household right <laughs> of course and then there's only there's only one man in the in the other line and god said uh i have to tell you i'm i'm so proud of you uh, uh you know what was it like being the being the head of the household for for your family and the guy says well, i don't know I, uh, my wife told me to stand here <laughs> that's funny okay so anyway and then he like launches yeah, into it's the a good thing. joke it's a solid joke <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for Joel Osteen, yeah. I guess it's a solid joke. So, so he, here, do you have any more thoughts on Joel? Or, I do. Okay, yeah. go, no, go for it. Go uh, for it. I don't want to interrupt. No, you. I thought uh, uh, he did have what I thought were funny examples of hardships. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's like, you know, when life gets hard, like uh, when there's an annoying coworker, or <laughs> if you're if you're stuck in traffic, or the, let's say the friend that you were hoping was call doesn't call. I'm like that, that. Those are your examples of hardship. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. But okay. Well, you gotta whatever. understand. He's speaking to not only the hundred thousand people in the room, but millions of people at home too. So, like every example he gives can't be the worst situation imaginable because yes. most people don't go through that on a daily basis. Yes. Most people. It is an annoying coworker. It is. Man, I really wish. Never mind. I was gonna get into something that's kind of emotional for me right now, but oh. I, I don't. I don't know if I want to get it. There's. I have a friend who I consider to be one of my best friends, and this is not a big deal. But I've been called. I called him maybe. It's been a while since we've hung out just intentionally, me and him. And I called him a couple times this week, like, "Hey man, let's uh let's get let's get lunch today or something like that." And, and he's like, "I can't, man. I'm busy." And I get it, you know. But at the same time, like, you know, those are those that makes you feel vulnerable. So like. For, for to me, Joel Osteen making those examples like to me, I'd rather hear that than like every time every example he gives is like the worst thing possible because that's not most people's realities. For some people, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, for most people, it's like they don't. And and to me, it makes it makes spirituality more practical because it's not just for when you know when, God, when you know the worst spir- times, yeah spirituality yeah. is not something you put in a box until you have cancer it's right. something you can you know what i mean so i do kind of appreciate that but it is goofy especially when he when it's joel osteen saying it the way he's saying it yes, yes. uh for me uh spiritual wise uh it's a little bit like spiritual celery um i don't know if you know this about celery um you it's actually mostly water it's mostly water and then uh you actually like burn calories while you eat it <laughs> 
<laughs> complete the so, metaphor just so I know we're so, on the same page. Just, just like, it's not really like uh, really giving me sustenance. Right. I'm not getting a lot of mm-hmm. nutrients out of it, but it, yeah. it's also not like, so it's not, it's not a steak, but it's not a... Uh, uh, a four loco, right? And I, <laughs> four loco, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not a four loco. <laughs> I know some of those pastors. Um, yeah, I think, and and to me, like I used to kind of be like critical of that because I would be like, oh well, his messages don't really have a lot of substance to them. They're just kind of feel good. Yeah, but I think that's his lane, and I think that's the Sunday morning experience they curate because. Uh, I forget who it was that was someone because I do trust me. I used to have the same. Uh, I used to be as skeptical about Joel Osteen as you, but somebody I can't remember who it was I talked to was like kind of gave me insight on like on like why it is that way, and it's because Joel he they curate a, an experience at that church on Sunday mornings for because they see a hundred thousand people, like 60% of our people who aren't there every week. Like the Sunday morning experience is designed to just be a a guilt free, shame free, uh, like just experience of positivity and love and being uplifted and encouraged Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because a lot of people who come to churches, especially a famous church like that uh, for the first time, that's all they're looking for to just be, seen and loved on and and just know everything is going to be okay and there but but he does keep a lot of other preachers and stuff around him that do the evening services and the midweek services who are who he's got are, some more fire and brimstone <laughs> pastors on yeah, staff who yeah exactly no but he has pastors that will dive deeper and that's like their lane you know but his is to just do the sunday morning make everyone feel good and and it's not like what he's saying isn't it's not like what he's saying is heretical it's not like he's saying look man just say jesus five times when you wake up in the morning and your cancer will go away he's not saying stuff right, like that right, right. you know he's saying very practical spiritual stuff which i think is cool um the hardest thing for me to get over is that he looks like <laughs> Tim Allen's homeschooled nephew. <coughs> I, I, <sighs> and at Thanksgiving, you're like, yeah, another magic trick? Yeah, sure. Whatever, Joel. Great. No, he looks like a rich Sean Beck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Right? If you know, well, most people aren't going to know who that is, but if you do know who that is, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> a rich Sean Beck. Yeah, if Sean Beck was filthy, stinking rich. That's what he would look like. Oh. Um. So I'm glad you. I'm glad you uh, were able to uh, give some bandwidth to that. That means a lot, actually. I didn't expect you to like come out of there saying you're moving to Houston, but like, I, <laughs> but you know, I just if yeah, you're in I, Houston. I, stop on by. Yeah, we'd love to see you. And he means it. That's the he, crazy he does thing. Mean it, he yeah. means it. Like he's not up there acting like that. Like. Like you, to me, like, you know, like, I think human beings, one thing we're really good at is like spotting when someone's being genuine or not. That's why like bad acting and people lying to you is so off-putting because like we just, we can, we know like when someone's being like a piece of shit, uh, like he is, that is him. Like when he goes home, he's smiling, boy, uh, I forget his wife's name, Gail, I think her name is, oh no, wait, Victoria, 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 I'm sure he walks into Victoria. Something funny happened today. <laughs> and, and just tells her a funny story. They eat a delicious meal. So, and up in heaven. <laughs> yeah, he, he eat, they eat a delicious meal prepared by their chef and they go to bed. Like by a, their chef. 
I'm sure they have a chef. I'm sure oh, they do. Oh, man. Something funny happened today. Something funny happened today. Say and it then, with me. This is my Bible. It is what I say I am. Or whatever. And then uh, at the end of the day, he shuts down like the the D.C. congressman <laughs> on uh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> he just like stares at a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like. <laughs> uh, Careful. It's a hot one out there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it. You beat me to it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Joel Osteen, man. Oh, man. He's a good guy. He gets a bad rap. He's a good guy, though. Um, Did you watch the you watch the Kanye interview, though? Oh, yeah, so I saw uh, parts of it. Um, I forgot about How's that. that? Um, well, he uh, with his, his talk, he played the conservative Christian hits. Yeah. Um, uh, we gotta get this back to a Christian country. Mm-hmm. Um, they're taking prayer out of schools. Oh, uh, we should boycott Chick Fil A. He didn't actually say that, but <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, did you see the headlines? Yes. Chick Fil A has seen the light. Yeah. Uh, or at least they care about money more than they care about proving they hate gays. <laughs> <laughs> that Popeye's chicken sandwich must be amazing. <laughs> no, I'm like, just, I might not be a vegetarian anymore just to try it. That is, it's really good. You should try it just for the sake of this podcast uh, so you can talk about it. Uh, it's better. Have you ever had Chick-fil-A? Have I had Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Man. You're a vegetarian. I don't know if you've had Chick-fil-A. Well, yeah, I, I've only been a vegetarian for like two years. Has Chick-fil-A been around longer than two years? What? I don't know. Yeah, man. It feels like a new thing. Oh, maybe for California. Yeah, it's definitely I in, new. I was in Texas uh, as a kid. Okay. Yeah, it's very new for California. Yeah. I would be surprised if it's been around longer than five years in California. Oh, okay. Honestly, I don't know, but it feels no, new. No, I think it's maybe maybe not this area, but I've been to, I feel like several years ago. Anyway, anyway neither here nor there. Um, it is good. And it has gotten Chick-fil-A to not uh, <laughs> to not partner with uh, anti-LGBTQ uh, sponsors. Yeah. Wow. Um and the funny thing is is that in this move everyone's mad at Chick-fil-A. Mhm. Uh the conservatives are mad because they're like you guys were taking a stand and and now you're not. Now you're just another chicken restaurant. <laughs> Which is what they've always been. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Uh and then uh what is glad I don't I don't remember what it stands for. Uh gay, gay lesbian, lesbian action alliance something like that alliance and uh, yeah i don't i don't know look what that the, up but yeah, yes for. but uh they're mad that they haven't gone far enough oh and they're like you need to take more action in making sure that like your your lgbt workers are taken care of and not discriminated against um so everyone's everyone's pissed at chick-fil-a mm-hmm. uh meanwhile starbucks is like whew, <laughs> we, we dodged a bullet this year. Yeah, man. Meanwhile, Popeyes is like over at the Popeyes headquarters. Boom, 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 boom. Money, 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 money. Just diving into piles of money, dark yeah. wing duck style. <laughs> no, Scrooge McDuck is who you're thinking. Of. Am I legitimately really? oh, yeah. a Scrooge McDuck? Dark wing duck doesn't have a, a pool. Oh, of he's money. like Batman, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Scrooge McDuck, but yeah, it's. I think it's crazy too that they announced it this time of year, uh, <laughs> because the, the Starbucks cups just came out. 
the, the Christmas cups, the Christmas ones, the holiday cups, the holiday cups, <laughs> and they say Merry Coffee on them. That's funny. And that's good. That's yeah, fine. That's a that's a good like middle ground, yeah. right? Because there's every year there's like Merry Coffee. They're, t- they're taking Merry Merry Christmas off the Starbucks cup, and they're calling to boycott Starbucks. And so it's Ching Filet stepped in, and they're like, "Hold my beer," <laughs> oh, or actually, man. "Hold my lemonade." I guess <laughs> um, you're my number one with the lemonade. Uh, no, not anymore. Uh, don't don't donate to LGBT groups anymore. You're my Chick Fil A. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Speaking of Kanye, mm-hmm. uh, the Kanye West opera, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar is coming to the Hollywood Bowl. I thought it was fake at first. When this airs, this episode, it will have happened. Re- is that soon? Yeah, Jesus. It's on uh the twenty fourth. Wow, at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, I looked it up because I was like, you know what? Maybe we should go. The cheap tickets all the way in the back. $80. $120. Uh, but the thing is, is $120 all the way in the back. And I was like, that's way too expensive. Up front, the most expensive is like $700. But mm-hmm. then below that, still in the front, is like $300. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I'm going to spend $120. Yeah, you're going to spend $300. I'll spend $300. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not going. <laughs> but, <laughs> if I was going to, but I'm not. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm really interesting to s- interested to see what that's going to be. We could probably, man, we could probably just you know park close to Hollywood Bowl and just listen. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we can probably go on like Instagram Live. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people I'm sure, will be yeah, streaming for it. sure. Um, do you were you able to read anything of what it's about, or is it the story no, of Nebuchadnezzar? There's, there's no information on it. Huh. It's just a Kanye West opera. Um, the choir. I have a uh, Sunday service choir is going to be in it. Sunday service choir is. Uh, gonna be a part of it yeah um and that's it that's all that they know all right and it's got like a gold-plated invite i Um, saw that i mean there was one of them that's not like they (laughs) sent out a bunch of gold invites (laughs) um did you also see the photo he released with dr dre with caption jesus is king part two coming soon yeah but i mean he's also talked about that jesus is born is coming (laughs) on christmas christmas yeah uh and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just. What do you think the Christmas? Get music, it, what do you think just, the Christmas music is going to sound like? <laughs> Hopefully, as good or better than DMX's Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it could top that. That's pretty good. Um, uh, what else do we got? Um, uh, did you see there's a new Cats trailer? <laughs> no, I have there's not a, seen there's that. There's a brand new Cats trailer came out yesterday. Does it look good? Um, it looks like the people who redid Sonic. We're like, hey, we have all these uh, unused character renders. You guys want them? <laughs> oh, man. It's, I don't understand. It's like, it's the weird uncanny valley because the, re- first of all, Regular Cats, the musical, and we've already talked about this on the podcast, but the Regular mm-hmm. Cats musical, I think is weird um, and is not my thing. If you're into it, cool, that's fine. But uh, on this, on the, the spectrum of like, okay, you have humans dressed up as cats. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have like babe style cats, right? And they're like computer animated, or let's say uh, <laughs> babe li- style cats, <laughs> like live action Lion King style cats, right? You could make that movie, or you could make the humans dressed up. But no, they went for right in the middle with Jason Derulo looking like a weird, creepy CGI cat. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna send you a link right now. This is for the next article. I think we should talk about. Okay, uh, we'll do this briefly. 
Um, Did you see that Complex put out a list? Of? Of the top 10 rappers of the 2010s? No. Why don't you pull that up? Here we go. Have you read this? I have not. I'm going to guess who's on it. Okay. I'm not going to try to guess it in order. I'm just going to guess the top 10. In no particular order. Do you see the article? Yes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make faces. I'm making faces, but I'm not trying to give away. Stop making faces, Brandon. Of the uh, stop making sense is what you're thinking of. Um, the, the uh, David Byrne documentary. Um, uh, no Montgomery Burns is who you're thinking of. Of the 2010s. Okay. All right. So, um, you need to name the top three. But other than that, you can name whoever you want. But I need you to name the top three. Oh, um, top three. You can maybe end with those. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm gonna. Oh man, the lower ones. Who are the lower, lower ones? ones? I'm gonna say um, Twenty One Savage. Nope. Twenty One Savage is not on there. Nope. That is interesting. Okay. I'm gonna say I know Pusha T's on there. Yep. He's number ten. Um. J Cole. J Cole is number. He's probably number two. Five. Number five. Okay, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is number two. Uh, Drake. What do you? What number do you think Drake is? Number one. Yes. Um, ASAP Rocky. Not on the list. Wow. Is um. Oh, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is number four. Eight. Eight. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, 2010s. Who else? Um, oh, is um, what's his name? Is Kid Cudi on there? Nope. No. Uh, is Wiz Khalifa on there? Nope. Okay, I didn't think he would be. So that's I've named five of them so far. Um, so we have J Cole, Pusha T, Kendrick, Drake, and Nicki Minaj. There's a couple big ones that you're not naming. Is Kanye on there? Yes. Okay. He's number three. I mean, he's before the 2010s, but okay. Um, well, projects released this decade. Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Cruel Summer, Watch the Throne. Oh, okay. Jesus Life of Pablo. Yay. Kitsy Ghost, Jesus King. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, then I guess. He's been working. <laughs> That's true. Um, is Jay-Z on there then? Yes, he is. Well, well then. <laughs> Jay-Z. <laughs> they put him in the 2010s <laughs> rappers? Come on, man. A Magna Carta, Holy Grail, Watch the Throne, 444, Everything is Love. I guess so. Four. Five, six, so that's seven. Um, I'm gonna say, oh man, is Big Sean on there? Nope. Wow, that surprises me. Um, then if Big Sean's on in there, uh, is Cardi B on there? No. Migos? No. Oh, Future has to be on there. Future's on here. Future is number four. Future's number four. Wow, two. So that's an eight. Four, five, yep. six, seven, eight. Future. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, YG is YG on there? Nope. Wow. The game? Nope. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, there's one big one. Another another big one for now that you're not like naming. a currently like at yes. the top of the list rapper. Yes. I said, yay, Jay-Z, Drake. It's not Lil Wayne, is it? Nope. Oh, man. And it's not Big Sean? Somebody is screaming at their phone right now. 
Uh, For this one, I'm going to say it's two first names, and they're two uh, what I would consider very white first names. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hold hold on. Uh, I don't know. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. (laughs) That's right. Travis Scott. Uh, Um, That's so weird. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't think of Travis Scott. And there's so there's one more. There's one more. Um. What number is this person ranked? Number nine. Number nine. Okay. It, what was Travis Scott ranked? Travis Scott was six. Six. So this person is... Jay-Z is seven. Nikki is eight. This person this is person number nine. Is nine. And then 10 is Pusha T. Oh, man. Number nine. Is it... Okay, let me get. Let me I feel get like you're not gonna three like guesses. It. All right, two chains. Nope. You feel like I'm not gonna like it? Yeah. Um, two chains? No. Step up, 3D. The streets is who you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, this is not two chains. It cannot be Eminem. No. Oh, oh, Tyler the Creator. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Tyler the Creator. Um. Not, yep. Cool. Okay, that's uh. What do you think about that list? Uh, for the 2010s, yeah. I uh, mm, who's number one? Drake, uh, right? Drake, yeah. of course. Kendrick is two. That makes sense. And Kanye three, definitely. Yeah. And especially knowing that all of those were 10, 2010 releases. Yeah. And J Cole's four. No, Future's four. Future's four. Uh, J Cole's five. Yeah. Travis got six. Jay Z seven. Jay-Z doesn't belong on this list. Feels like it's a victory lap in the 2010s. Right. It's not like he's proving himself anymore. (laughs) Right. right. Um, Because arguably, I think Jay-Z's best albums stop before 2010. Yeah. Like, Black Album is, I think, his last great album. That's peak Jay-Z. So, like, anything after that, it's like, all right. Like, like Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Let's just Come throw on. Justin Timberlake on every song. <laughs> like, nah, man. Get that out of here. Get that out of my face. I don't want to see that. Oh, Even yeah. Watch the Throne Jay-Z doesn't top Black Album Jay-Z. No, no. Um. Anyway, although 444 is a good album. Yeah. Uh, and Lemonade is also a great album. But he's, he's not really. He's on he's, that a little bit. But Right. Um, oh, and the, what's, what was the Carters, the Carters album that they did? That was a good album, too. Um, it was called uh, something. I can't remember. Let's see. Magna Carta, Holy Grail, Watch the Throne, 444, Everything is Love. Everything is Love. Yeah, that was a good album. Um, Yeah, uh, that list is fine. I wouldn't have put Jay-Z in there, but I would have swapped out Jay-Z for like, I might have given the 10 spot to 21 Savage or somebody like that. Like one other Pilots is who you think of. No, Stone Temple Pilots is who you think of. (laughs) I would have given it, yeah, I would have taken Jay-Z out and I would have put another uh, like Atlanta rapper uh, in in the 2010 spot. Like Big Boy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no speaker box era uh andre 3000 in the outfit in the outfit from the hey yeah video <laughs> yeah no i would have probably put uh, in 20, 2010s you could have put little wayne in there too yeah um but yeah <laughs> um or maybe asap rocky somebody like that that is funny okay uh do you want to keep uh, the music stuff rolling because today uh grammy nominations do were announced you know what today is Grammy, it's the Grammy nominees. <laughs> you know what song that is? What song is it? It's your anniversary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Have you looked at the list? 
I've looked at some of the lists, the, basically the ones that Complex has reposted. <laughs> so all the gotcha, hip hop categories. Gotcha, gotcha. But you, we can pull up the entire list. Um, because I would like to react. To, I would like to guess some I'm, of them. I, I look, I looked at it and I was like, maybe I'm getting old. You are. But I was like, I don't really. I don't know. These seem like very Grammy nominated in the in the like the general and the pop like record of the year. Those mm-hmm. ones. It's like, yeah, of course. So let's here. Let's do this. Let's go through the list and of the different awards and you can tell me who you think is going to win. And then when th- the awards happen, we'll come back to this episode to see what we thought and see who won. Okay. All right. But we'll do a loose. We don't have to do like a whole big year. We'll just say it and we'll come back and listen later. Um, All right. Let's start record of the year. Record of the year. So record of the year is, is for mixing and mastering, right? That's what that award is. Uh, Award to the artist and to the producers and or mixers and mastering. Right. So the record is like the whole package. It's like the execution of the song. Right. By the way, I was looking through all the nominations. Uh There's nominations for best packaging. Really? Yeah. That's like weird. The like CD packaging. Like the physical copy? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, someone's making that artwork and stuff. I know, but... Yeah, I know what you mean. That, yeah. yeah. That also seems crazy. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Hey Ma by Bon Iver. I've no, never listened hey to that. Hey Ya by Outkast. <laughs> no, Hey Mama by Kanye West <laughs> is what you're thinking. No, about. Hey Ma by Cameron is what you're thinking. No, right Hey Na 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 by uh, Nicki Minaj. Oh, Na Na, what's my name is what you're thinking of, Rihanna. <laughs> Hi, my name is, again, is what you're thinking of by Eminem. <laughs> um, so we got Hey Ma by Bon Iver. I've never listened to that. Uh, Neither have I. We've got uh, Chris Messina. Is that the Christmasina? Like from Christmasina? What is that? <laughs> He's listed as one of the producers on Hey Ma by uh, oh, Bon Iver. Oh, oh. Is that Christmasina like from the Mindy Project? <laughs> oh, the actor? It oh. could be. Uh, and then no, we got Carlos Mencia. Is who you're thinking of? <laughs> Definitely not thinking of <laughs> Carlos Mencia, <laughs> the mind of Mencia. Remember that show? Uh-huh. All right. Um, we got Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. We know that one. We know yeah. that song. We got Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. Um, we got Hard Place by Her. Uh, we got Talk by Khalid in Disclosure. We got Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. Uh, I know what you're rooting for. We got Truth Hurts by Lizzo. We got Sunflower. Wow, I didn't I didn't know that was nominated yeah. by uh, Post Malone and Sway Lee. Um, okay, who do you think takes that award? Um, Record of the year. This is not song of the year. I'm gonna do a sweeping prediction right now mm-hmm. that Lizzo is gonna sweep the Grammys. You think so? Yes. I don't think Lizzo. Lizzo. I don't <laughs> think Lizzo wins Record of the Year. Uh, who do you think is gonna win Record of the Year? I think hmm, if I had to give it, to, I, I think I think. Billie Eilish maybe wins this. I think it's between for record of the year. I think it's between. I think it's between Billie Eilish and, and Lizzo. But I think Billie Billie Eilish takes record of the year because Europeans always get love in like the producing categories, and I feel like it's produced by these. Sound uh, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know I mean, it's it's. I feel like she's gonna win that one, Billie Eilish. But it could be Lizzo. Um, uh, okay, I don't know. So Sunflower you- was big, uh, but I don't think it'll win this category. No. Um, uh, so you say Billie Eilish, I say Lizzo. Yep, Billie Eilish, Hassan, Lizzo. You say Brandon. tomato, I say tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Album of the year. You want to read these off? Uh, I, I. By wait, hold on. Bon wait, wait, album of the year goes to who? 
uh, award to artists and to featured artists, songwriters of new material, producers, recording engineers, mixers, and mastering engineers credited with at least 33% playing time of the album. So anyone who contributed to the album. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, um, uh, I by Bon Iver. Okay. Norman fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard that album's really good. I haven't listened to it, but uh, I've heard from many people that the Lana Del Rey album's really, really good. I've never really listened to Lana Del Rey. She's amazing. Really? You should. Lana Del Rey's okay. tight. She's like the Joel Osteen of uh, singers? <laughs> yep. Like, oh, sweet, man. <laughs> she likes to start with something funny. <laughs> every every song starts with something funny. I was at the grocery store, and uh, I was just walking through, and I see this old man. You know, his, his cadence is so funny. All right, keep going. Uh, when We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Billie Eilish. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you. Next, Ariana Grande. I used to know her. Her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven by Lil Nas X. Okay. Cause I Love You by Lizzo and Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. Um, <laughs> I know who's not winning this award. <laughs> Vampire Weekend. <laughs> well, uh, Arcade Fire won a couple years ago, and really? everyone was like, "Who's Arcade Fire?" And they're kind of a similar lane as yeah, I know Arcade Fire. Fire. Every 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 white guy in their mid thirties is like, ah, I know Arcade Fire. <laughs> they, they put down their craft brew and they're like, oh, I know Arcade Fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now now you're talking my language, Grammys. Now you're talking my language, IPA. <laughs> um, okay, so so a little bit of controversy in this category. Oh, Lil Nas X nominated for Album of the Year with an EP, a seven song EP. The, ooh. You didn't read about this? No. So a lot of people were upset on Twitter because uh, he was nominated for Album of the Year, even though his album is technically an, an EP. Yeah. It meets the Grammys um, qualifications for an album, because I think the Grammys qualification is at least five songs, at least 18 minutes in length or something like that, um, to be considered an album. And so Kanye would barely make the cut with, <laughs> right. with 18 minutes. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Lil Nas X nominated. Uh, who do you think takes this category? So I actually don't think that Lizzo is going to get this category. Album of the year? No, I don't think so. Because um, I think the album, there's a couple good songs on it. I think the album as a whole is not the same. I mm-hmm. think probably Billie Eilish or Her. I think Her is like a Grammy foundation or Grammy, Grammy organization uh, favorite. See, I don't, I would like for her to win. I don't think she's going to win. Um, I don't think the album... Um, I'm not familiar with the album. Exactly. I think the album isn't quite high profile enough. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's quite high profile enough for the Grammys to give her album of the year. She may win something. Like, she'll probably win R&B, song of the year, or whatever. But um, I think album of the year, I don't think it goes to Billie Eilish. I think it either goes to Lana Del Rey, based off of what I've heard, or um, maybe it goes to Ariana Grande. I think... It's probably going to go to Lana Del Rey. Hmm. So I'll say Lana Del Rey. Who do you say? Uh, I'm going to say Billie Eilish then. Billie Eilish. Okay. Song of the year. This goes to the songwriters. This goes to the songwriters. Anybody who wrote the song. uh, This is the lyrics. Um, So, okay. Always remember us this way. Uh, Writers Lady Gaga. I'm assuming that's from that movie. Or is it just from her album? Uh, The Star is Born? Or was that the... Yeah, I don't think she's had an album in a little while. Uh, maybe so I'm not. assuming it's from... In any event, it's called Always Remember Us This Way <laughs> by Lady Gaga. Bad no, Guy. Always Be My Baby. It's no, not Always eligible. Be My Maybe. The <laughs> Netflix movie is what you're thinking of. Um, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Bring My Flowers Now by... Uh, Tanya Tucker. Tanya Tucker. 
Um, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Hard um, Place by Her. Hard Place by Her. Lover by Taylor Swift. Norman Effing Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi. I don't know who that is. Sounds like a jazz musician. And <laughs> Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Okay, I think either Truth Hurts or Hard Place on this one. But I'm probably leaning toward the Hard Place. I think it's either Truth Hurts... But I feel like it's gonna be Truth Hurts. I feel like it's. I honestly feel like it's between Truth. It's between Truth Hurts and Bad Guy. Hmm. Um. I think. Um. But I think Truth Hurts. I think they, this is the one that they give to Lizzo. Yeah. Uh, song of the Year is a big award, though. I don't know. I think. I think Lizzo's gonna have yeah, and like song, three or four. I think that song was so big in the zeitgeist. I think they have yes. to get Why Men Great Till so like, They Gotta Be Great. Like, that's like the song of 2019. Yeah. I think they give that one to Lizzo. Okay. Um. Best new artist. Best new artist. Um, uh, Black Pumas, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Maggie Rogers, Rosalia, Tank, and the Bangas, and Yola. Uh, Lizzo takes that. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was between her and Lil Nas X, but uh, I think Lizzo takes it. Yeah. Um, best pop solo performance. Uh, this is for a vocal performance. Uh, Spirit by Beyonce. I haven't even heard that song. Neither um, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Seven it's on her Lion King album, that's why. Oh, that makes sense. Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. Truth Hurts by Lizzo. You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. I think uh, Lizzo takes that one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, best pop duo group or performance. Uh, this is another vocal uh, award. Um, Boyfriend, Ariana Grande and Social House. Uh, Sucker by the Jonas Brothers, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, Sunflower, Post Malone, and Sway Lee, Senorita, Shawn Mendes, and Camila Cabello. You're thinking of Senorita by Justin Timberlake, which is not eligible. <laughs> no, you're thinking continue. of Magna Carta, Holy Grail by Jay-Z, which is not... Uh, <laughs> but while being uh, one of the best albums... <laughs> of the 2010s. <laughs> um, it is unfortunately not eligible so for this year's Grammys. I think this one is between Old Town Road and Senorita. Yeah. I could see them giving this to Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello, honestly, um, just because they both are amazing singers. But I think this is the one they give to Lil Nas X, yeah, especially because it's featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. It'll yeah. be such a nice moment for them to walk up on stage together. I think it goes to Otani. I feel like he's got to get something. Right. And if they're going to give Best New Artist to Lizzo, they got to give him this. Yeah. So, yeah, Best Pop Duo, give it to uh, Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. That's the Feel Good Award. That doesn't really mean anything. Give it away. Um, best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. Uh I feel like Andre Bocelli, Michael Bublé, Elvis Costello and the Imposters, John Legend and Barbra Streisand. Um, I think John Legend probably walks away with this one. Um, maybe Michael Bublé. You know who I hope wins? Um, Michael Bublé? Yes. Because you your know, brother? My brother played on that album. Well, this is the best pop vocal performance, so it doesn't really have anything to do with the, the drums. He, but. he would actually get, he texted me today that he would get... Uh, what did he say? Like he can pay. I don't think he gets a. Um, if it wins, he can pay to get a Grammy certificate. Oh, he can that's pay not, to get it. It's not the award. <laughs> he gets a certificate that says like I played on a Grammy winning album. Gotcha for sure. Oh, well, that's still good. It still yeah. looks good on his resume. Uh, he could. He could. He could technically start uh, selling himself as a Grammy award winning drummer. There but. you go. Exactly. I mean, if he wants to be a douchebag, but <laughs> uh, best pop vocal performance on an album: uh, The Lion King, The Gift by Beyonce. No Boo. thanks. <laughs> when we all fall asleep, where do we go? By Billie Eilish. Thank you. Next by Ariana Grande. Number six collaborations project: Ed Sheeran, Lover by Taylor Swift. I think this one goes to Ariana Grande. 
Yeah. Um, she's had like four or five hits off that album. Yeah, that's true. And they're all really big songs. Uh, I Yeah, I don't think you can give a pop vocal performance to Billie Eilish over Ariana Grande. No. Um, dance, electronic music. Okay, best dance recording. Um, let's, I don't know Yeah, any we of can this. skip any of that. Uh, let's just say Skrillex wins it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, um, let's see. Uh, let's just get to actually the, the chemical brothers are probably win all those awards. Because I was shocked that the chemical brothers are still making music. Yeah. Well, they're, they're composers now too. Oh, they do movie scores and stuff. The composer brothers now. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. No, um, the musical brothers is what they're called. <laughs> um, best contemporary instrumental album. We can skip all that. Let's skip. Oh, to Lettuce it. is nominated. Oh yeah. For cool. the best instrumental. Lettuce fan. Best rock performance. Oh, uh, let's 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 stop here. Uh, best rock performance. Gary Clark Jr. is nominated, and I hope he wins. I've never listened to Gary Clark Jr., but uh, my older brother Keaton, yeah, is obsessed. Nice, and he's been trying to get me to listen to him for a long time. So I guess I'll root for him. For uh, that. Kill, Kill Switch Engaged is nominated for best metal performance. Uh, just throwing that out there. That's really cool for them. All right. Um, Let's see. Um, we can skip to. Let's go to. Bring me the horizon is nominated for a Grammy. That is crazy. All right. Um, best alternative music album. No, Tom York has an album that's nominated. Yeah, I don't know if you're into that. Not so much anymore. Oh, here we go. Best R and B performance dropped off with Coldplay for me. <laughs> best R and B performance. This is for a, a vocal or instrumental R and B performance. Um, Love Again by Daniel Caesar and Brandy. That's a great song. Um, Could Have Been by Her featuring Bryson Tiller. I think that might have been, that would be Bryson Tiller's first Grammy win. Um, Exactly How I Feel, Lizzo featuring Gucci Mane. Uh, Roll Some Mo by Lucky Day. Come Home, Anderson Pack featuring Andre 3000. Um, yeah. Specifically I th- from uh, Dressed as the, uh, <laughs> as speak, the Speaker Box uh, era, uh, Andre 3000. Uh, you think they give it to Lizzo? For that that song for that if performance, they don't give it to Lit. It's either Lizzo, her, it, it's or Daniel her. Caesar. I think it's gonna be her. I don't remember that song. I don't remember that song, but I feel like they're gonna give it to her because she's got to win something. Give it to her or give it to Lizzo. Give it to her, the artist. Her. Okay. okay. Gabby <laughs> Douglas is her. Isn't it Gabby? No, that's the the gymnast. Her name is Gabby though. <laughs> I just don't know her last name. Fairly, I think is her last name. Um, <laughs> Best traditional R&B performance. We got BJ, Chicago Kid, India Ari, Lizzo, Lucky Day, PJ Morton featuring Jasmine Sullivan. Um, I think, I hope they give this to, uh, hmm. Actually, I hope they give this to PJ Morton. That would be big for him. No, BJ the Chicago Kid is who you're thinking of. (laughs) No, BJ's Pizza is what you're thinking of. No, DJ oh, no, sorry, Tanner is what you're thinking <laughs> No, DJ Khaled is what you're thinking of. No, Asan the DJ. <laughs> All right, edit, 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 edit. <laughs> um, I think they're going to give this to... I think they're going to give this to Indy Ari. I want them to give it to PJ Morton. Or they may give it to Lizzo, but I don't think so. I yeah. think they're going to give it to Indy Ari. Okay. Who do you think? <clears throat> uh, I don't know any of these songs. I don't either, but I'm just going based off a of name recognition. Yeah, yeah, probably for the category and like who's nominated. Probably Indy Ari or PJ Morton. Yeah. Okay. Best R and B song could have been. This is by her featuring Bryson Tiller. Look at me now by Emily Chris King. Brown? Oh no, but no guidance by Chris Brown is nominated. <laughs> um, Roll some mo by uh, Lucky Day. Say so by PJ Morton. Um, uh, I would love if No Guidance won this award because 
that song is huge and was probably the biggest R&B song of the year. And it should win. But the Grammys don't like black people. <laughs> well, excuse me. They don't like black people that they don't think are safe. And, yes. And Drake being involved makes he makes it closer. But I just don't know if they give this to him. I think they should. Um, but if, if it doesn't... Ugh. Dang, that sucks. Uh, it's either going to be her or it's going to be Chris Brown. Yeah. For no guidance. But I feel like her. I feel like yeah. she's a great I fan. want it to be uh, Chris Brown really badly. I think Chris Brown is underappreciated as an artist. Um, oh, this is an easy Lizzo category. Best, best urban, urban contemporary? contemporary? Yeah, Lizzo. Steve Lacey, Georgia Ann Muldrow, NAO or Jesse Reyes? No, definitely Lizzo. Lizzo. <laughs> that, it's like cool. they made up a category for Lizzo. Best urban contemporary? What does that even mean? Right. Um, best R&B album? Uh, we got BJ's Chicago Kids album, Lucky Day's album, Ella May's debut album, uh, Paul by PJ Morton and Ventura by Anderson Pack. I think this one is between Anderson Pack and Ella May. I think Ella May may take it. Um, I think uh, Anderson <coughs> Pack. You think Anderson Pack? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say LMA right. on that. Um, uh, best rap performance on a single. Uh, Middle Child by Jay Z. Jay Cole was it Jay Z? Suge by the Baby. Down Bad by Dreamville. Um, Racks in the Middle by Nipsey Hussle. Uh, Clout by Offset featuring Cardi B. I. They're probably gonna give this to. They're probably gonna give it to. Dang. What'd you think? I think it's between Nipsey Hussle and J Cole. I think that's probably who they're of the two people. Of I think they're they're gonna decide between those two people. I would love for them to give it to the baby, right? Because um, he's having again, a year and a half, but he's also not safe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no telling what he's gonna get up there and say or do or where. Um, I hope I, I really want them to give it to the baby, but it's probably between J. Cole and Nipsey Hussle. I, it would be nice to give it to Nipsey Hussle too, but um, Ye- yeah, posthum- I, I'm, posthumously, I'm torn on the like uh, posthumously. You don't think uh, you don't think uh, uh, what's his name uh, Heath Ledger should have won for the Joker? <laughs> no, well, I, in that case, I, I do think that he uh, deserved that because mm-hmm. that's a crazy performance, but. Uh, I think there is a thing where you like, you're like, oh, well, they died, so we should give them extra credit or something. I don't think there's you know anything I mean? wrong with honoring someone because they died, especially um, they died tragically. We, uh, I think it's a bummer though if you, if someone wouldn't else have recon- recognized them otherwise. Yes, or you wouldn't have voted for them otherwise. Um, yeah, and well, I'm not saying that's the case in this. I'm not familiar with. Uh, I'm not familiar enough with all of these songs to mm-hmm. to speak educatedly on it. Best but. rap performance, um, Suge by the Baby should be the winner. Like that. That's that uh, song is, yeah. is probably the song of the year. Probably rap song of the year. Uh, well, yeah, I would say it's probably rap song of the year. Honestly, um, just in, I mean, just mean like in popularity wise. Yeah. Um, best rap slash sung performance higher by DJ Khaled featuring Nipsey Hussle, John Legend, Drip Too Hard by Lil Baby and Gunna. Can we um, not do the DJ Khaled just because I don't want DJ Khaled to have a Grammy. <laughs> he, he's not. He's not going to win this. Uh, Panini by Lil Nas X. Ball- That's crazy. His second hit. Yeah. 
has a uh, Grammy nomination. Ballin' by uh, Mustard and Roddy Rich, and The London by Young Thug, featuring J. Cole and Travis Scott. Um, I think Lil Nas X wins this. Um, I think he walks away with it. Yeah, I think you're right. Lil Baby and Gunna, uh, if this was the BET Awards, <laughs> I think it would be a much tighter race, and I think it would be between Lil Baby and Gunna and probably the Young Thug song. But um, Lil Na- at the Grammys, Lil Nas X is going to walk away with that award. Yeah. Um, it is nice that all those other guys are nominated, though, because some of these guys, it'll be their first Grammys, like Lil Baby and Gunna have never been. So it'll be fun to see them uh, there. And Roddy Rich too. But um, yeah, cool. Uh, best rap song, <coughs> songwriter award. Uh, this is "Bad Idea" by Chance the Rapper. Uh, Chance, uh, why, why, Chancellor Bennett <laughs> is. Uh, who you think? Uh, YB and Corday featuring Chance the Rapper. Speaking of that, did you see uh, YB and Corday's response to being nominated? He mm-hmm. was nominated for two Grammys. So this guy's like this, this kid, really. Let me look up exactly how old he is because he's like super young. Uh, let me see. Um. Why being Corday? Is that oh, that's the one where Chance's verse is like, "Oh, I love my wife." <laughs> yes, he's uh, YB and Corday is twenty two years old. Oh, okay, and uh, he is just like he came up like through SoundCloud and like has just been working his behind off and is like really good. Like, there's a few different like YBN is like their like click name and there's a few different rappers UPN is what you're thinking of <laughs> and well, there's a few different YBN rappers but Corday is obviously the the best of them and he put out his debut album this year and uh is nominated for two Grammys and this morning I think it was when the nominations went out he ha- he was nominated for two and he <laughs> he was just overcome with emotion and in an era where everyone on Instagram live especially rappers who are young are always so um, either composed and have it together or are just like wilding out. Like he was just very like overwhelmed and was crying and was like, mm. yo, this is crazy. Like he couldn't believe it. Like I thought that was really, really cool to see. So uh, shout out to YB and Corday. Um, so he's nominated with Chance the Rapper for this song, uh, Bad Idea. Gold Roses, which is a Drake song featuring uh, Rick Ross. Uh, just Roses, the Outcast song. <laughs> is uh, nominated a lot by 21 savage uh and j cole um racks in the middle by um nipsey hustle no, love on top is what you're thinking of <laughs> and suge uh by the baby is uh is nominated this is best rap song so this is like the writing i think i want to see corday get it um they're probably going to give it to j cole or I think it's again. I think it's between J Cole and uh, and Nipsey Hussle mm, okay. for for the writing yeah. award. And, and I think J Cole probably deserves it. That song with Twenty One Savage. Um, I would like to see the baby win every award though. Best rap album: Revenge of the Dreamers Three by Dreamville, which is uh, J Cole's collective. Championships by Meek Mill. I am I am greater than I was. Twenty One Savage. Igor by Tyler the Creator. The Lost Boy by YB and Corday. Tyler the Creator walks away with this. Yeah. Um. They were calling it Album of the Year the first weekend it came out. Um. And then we're in we, country. We can skip that. <laughs> uh, best country grew. Uh, I like Dan and Shay. I hope they win. Uh, best country song. New Age, Best Improvised Jazz Solo, Best Long Form Improv, <laughs> Best New Age Album. 
All right. Best large jazz ensemble album, Latin jazz. Is your brother nominated for anything else? No. I think it's just that one. Buble's album's not nominated for anything? I don't think so. I think, yeah, because it's not under jazz. It's under, like, traditional pop vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, best Latin jazz. Um, best gospel performance. Um, let's see if anyone... Kirk Franklin. Here's Kirk Franklin. That's crazy. He's still cranking them out. <laughs> yeah. Still making classic albums 30 years in. Um... Also, it's crazy because he looks like he's 30. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't aged at all. Um, Best contemporary Christian music performance. Now we're talking your language, Brandon. (laughs) No, now we're talking your language, Joel Osteen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, Contemporary Christian music album. Best yeah, and then we're getting into deeper stuff. I think that's that's the, that all the biggest stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton more awards. Uh, you don't want to talk about the best regional Mexican music <laughs> album, including Tejano? Or the best score soundtrack for visual media? Yo, if those guys from La Chona are nominated, they should win. <laughs> uh, best arrangement instrumental or acapella? Best American Roots performance? What does that mean? So uh, the best of the performances on the Jimmy Fallon show? <laughs> That's a category? What a Best crazy... album notes. Really? Yes. Oh, you know what's crazy about that? So album notes is like a thing. Uh, so the only reason I know about this is because I listened to the Penn Gillette podcast, you know, Penn mm-hmm. from Penn and Teller. Mm-hmm. And he wrote the he wrote the album notes for Bob, uh, like some Bob Dylan collection album mm. that came out a couple years ago because he's like a huge Bob Dylan fan. Yeah. And so he was probably nominated for a Grammy for that. That's crazy. Um, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that was like a whole thing. So yeah. So there's, there's a bunch of deep cut categories. Um, okay, so uh, that's it for the the big categories that everyone mm-hmm. uh, keeps track of. Um, I only have a couple other things, um, mm-hmm. and, and we're uh, I feel like we're rounding third. Okay, to keep the the Dodgers uh, uh, in top of mind. Yeah, um, I have a Brandon's Tech Corner correction. Let's do it. I got a text from a very angry uh, Ryan Shaw. Uh, telling me, which is a lot like normal Ryan Shaw, <laughs> just like you know, slightly arched eyebrows. Exactly. Uh, the iPhone 11 Pro has a four and five hour better battery life. Um, he was he's obviously a few weeks behind, <laughs> but he was like, "Come on, it's a way better battery." Yeah, he's like, "I want to talk to you about your uh, Last Jedi review." It's like, "Hey, man, catch up." Also, uh, what what was with the 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 wrestling episode? That was weird. <laughs> um, Who's this Gary guy? <laughs> uh, the only other thing I have is um, you know what a pop socket is? Yes, the thing on the back of your phone. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like you don't like these. Is that accurate? You said what? Do you like these pop sockets? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, Okay, so this company makes these pop sockets, and they make a, there's a bunch of different versions of them, and they're expanding to do a whole lot of other things. There's now like a wallet back you can get that has a pop socket on it, and then also you can fit cards in there and whatever. They announced today there is an AirPods pop socket where instead of the thing like this on the back, it's your whole AirPod case oh, that pops off. No, <laughs> that's the douchiest thing I've ever Universally, heard. Universally, the internet hates it. <laughs> That's terrible. And I knew that you would also hate it. So that's really bad. 
Um, <laughs> oh, I have uh, one more thing. It's actually pretty big news. Um, can I uh, just jump right into it? Yeah, go for it. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Brad, your tattoo artist, oh, as right. well as... <laughs> As well as uh, Trey and Christy and their uh, sons, Knox and Hart. Christy's best friend. And Christy's best friend, Stephanie. Caitlin. Caitlin. And Brad's girlfriend. Brad's girlfriend, Stephanie. Alex. Alex. You gave me a look like. There is no Stephanie. (laughs) There has never been a Stephanie. There never will be. There's specifically a sign at Foothill Tattoo that says, no Stephanie. Exactly. I'd like to shout out. Uh, I'd like to shout out John Shaw and uh, Whoa. Mary Shaw. Whoa! First of all, you're shouting out my dad and then someone who I don't know. What's your mom's name? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Pam? No. <laughs> I'll find out. Okay, I'll tell you. I don't want you to. <laughs> you don't I, don't, want me, I don't like the way you said. I'll find out. You don't out want me to find your, your mom your on, on Tinder? <laughs> Um, you're gonna shout out my parents, huh? Yeah. What are you shouting them out for? Faith Shaw, Ryan Shaw, Allison Shaw? Nope. Hold on. We I, are related. I think we're yeah, fr- please don't name my entire extended family. <laughs> Melissa Shaw, Kathy Shaw. <laughs> now you're talking my language, Shaws. All right. I'll just, yeah, I'd just like to shout out uh I'd like to shout out uh John and Kathy Shaw. I'd like to shout out Ryan Shaw and his brother Kendon Shaw. Wow. I'd like to shout out uh Faith Shaw and Brandon Shaw and their son Owen Shaw. Uh shout out to uh Kendon's wife Melissa. Okay, does this does it feel uh when I do it with the Foothill Tattoo crew, does it feel like this big of a violation of privacy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because um, I'm very uncomfortable now. Yes. Yeah, who was the other one I said earlier? I don't know. Uh, shout out to Kelly Shaw. <laughs> hey, you're going deep cuts right now. <laughs> oh, you guys don't talk to her anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Shaw used to be Kelly Ash. Oh, <laughs> man. Facebook's weird, man. Yeah, man. Okay. Anyway, Traffic let's in wrap that it up. Data. <laughs> <laughs> let's That's wrap it up that you know how like uh uh Jesus and marrow are the bodega boys we should be the data boys <laughs> trafficking in that data <laughs> oh mm-hmm. man Catherine shaw okay yeah i get it i get it okay you know how to use facebook um where can people find you online you can find me on facebook uh <laughs> clearly at asan shaw <laughs> lawrence shaw no i don't know who that is yeah dude this guy <laughs> we're not related <laughs> you're not related to that guy <laughs> he plays upright bass oh is he your student no you're friends with him i am yeah oh no maybe you're not he studies jazz. Oh no, he studied <laughs> he studied jazz bass at a real school. <laughs> he studied jazz uh, performance at uh, USC. Okay, so he he has okay. High we, don't, we don't have gigs. to just name off people on Facebook. No, these are people named Shaw. Um, where can you want me to go through the Williams? All of the Williams? On <laughs> well, Facebook? none of them are going to be related to me because I am the lone person who carries my father's last name. Which is something that happens in African American families, Brandon, and it happens because our parents aren't married. I <laughs> uh, just thought I'd bring you into that. Um, 
Uh, people can find me at Asan the DJ on social media. That's at A H S O H N the DJ. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? At Bisha, Bisha, Bisha on the Soch. Where can people <laughs> find stuff for this show? At weeklyregular.com and at weeklyregular on social media. Call it the Soch. The Soch. Thank you. <laughs> we should start a social media platform called The Soch. The Soch Network. It's like all the worst parts of like the different platforms. So like it's just the 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 political news feed from Facebook. <laughs> it's like just Instagram TV videos. <laughs> just Snapchat filters. And only retweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you're talking my language, Brandon. Uh, the yeah. Soch. Coming soon. A new new social network platform from the Data Boys. <laughs> we got to trademark that. That sounds trustworthy. The Data Boys. <laughs> the Data Boys presents The Sosh. All right. Sounds All good. Right. Uh, um, we will see you next week. E- next week. All right. See you next week. See you then.